The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. not time to celebrate the arrival of the new phone books. It's time for How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the first episode of the month of February. The year is 2022. Glad you can be with us. As always, check us out online at osafoundation.org. The email address to contact the show is podcast at osafoundation.org to submit any stories of sportsmanship. On social media, we're at facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at OSA Foundation, hashtag how you play the game. Select episodes are also available on YouTube. Be sure to check out our apparel store, which is hosted by Bonfire. And our book on sportsmanship, a critical reader and handbook, is now available on Amazon in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle. As always, across the way from me, the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? First of all, that introduction is getting longer and longer each time. Well, we got to stop being <laughs> having stuff to, to promote. So, secondly, who uses a phone book anymore? That's okay. Now, I picked that one specifically for our guest because of something I learned from him the first time I met him. Oh, I can't so, wait. So, so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. The first half of this whole interview is just going to be us just laughing about this stuff. So, I'm down with that. I need to lose a few pounds. So, I'm laughing. Okay, yeah. that that says so much about your your caloric intake. Um, <laughs> Our guest today, uh, we're so thrilled to have him. Uh, this is this is a young man who has worked uh, one All Star game, two Wild Card rounds, two Division Series, two League Championship Series, a barnstorming All Star tour in Japan, and complete off of the Game One plate and the final out at first base of the 2021 World Series. The young man is Mr. Chris Conroy. Chris, welcome. How are you? I'm fantastic, Jack. Uh, thanks for having me. Great to be here. How are you? Oh, uh, just hanging in. Uh, the, the first thing I got to ask you is if if we were to just request that you recite the entire script from any one of these classic comedies that you know and love, could could you do it on demand? I, I, I'd like I put my chances at better than average. Okay. I would, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I do fancy myself a bit of a, uh, a kind of an old comedy you know, 80s, early 90s comedy kind of geek. Um, nice. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, right. won't, uh, I won't say 100% because, you know, you never know, uh, but I uh, feel pretty good about my chances. Okay. So so your your, your average plate score is going to be better than the chances of you reciting this, <laughs> what you said? Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, to, to, make sure, to make sure that we can keep you on the party Depends list. Depends on the day, though. That's very true. That's very true. To make sure that you're on the OSIP party list for all the massive parties that we throw, I want to I want to just test your knowledge real quick and see if you can guess the movie based on the quotes. Okay. Okay. Right. So first, going back to the original joke, uh, the new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. The new uh, the jerk. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. He's one for one. He's one for one. Okay. Uh, movie where he hates um, these cans. He's <laughs> Die miserable Don't gas pumper. <laughs> 
ladies and gentlemen, this is an active Major League Baseball official. I just want to make sure that that's out there. All right. Um, movie with uh, with uh, Count Basie and his orchestra in the desert and uh, playing April in Paris. Uh, Vacation? No. Um, Mel Brooks movie. Um, oh, Blazing Saddles. There we go. Okay, good. You know, uh, yeah. sure. Okay. Now, this one's a tough one. This one's a, movie a tough that one. that couldn't be made nowadays. That's very true. That's very true, <laughs> which is why I'm happy to announce I am the executive producer of the new rem remake of Blazing Saddles, and it will be in theaters never. Um, okay, this is a tough one. So if you don't get it, I, I, this is, I get it. All right. Okay. This is a conversation between two villains in this movie. All right? Okay. It goes like this. Okay. You've got to stop it. I can't. It's irreversible. Like my raincoat. Oh, um, oh, man, this is like one of those tip of the tongue, and I feel like another Mel Brooks movie. Yep, yeah, I know. Um, it. <laughs> I think my raincoat. That's the. He plays. In the interest of time, I'm in the interest of time. I'm going to pass. All I'm, right, I'm going spaceballs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shame I, on me. Uh, I use, I I'm use sorry. That, that's okay. I used that once in, in college. I'm eject myself from this podcast right now. For, for One, two, three, four, five. Uh, that's the same combination. <laughs> if anybody gets into any umpire locker room and wants to get into Chris Conroy's luggage, the combination on his luggage is one, two, One, three, four, two, five. three, four, five. five. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> it is also the same combination on uh, Bill Welke's luggage and... Pat Hoberg's Pat Hoberg and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Ben May, Ben May now will have a a, a, a trunk now. Now yes. that he's been hired. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's still on Paul Emmel's luggage, but I'm not sure if he, he, he's used his luggage in a while. Yep. Okay. Last yep. one. This one again. Uh, if you get it, great. If not, yep. you're still, I think you're still on the list. Yep. I am the Count de Money. Demone. 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 Another Mel Brooks film. Well, you're loving the Mel Brooks films. I just, I, as I was looking at him, I was like, Jesus, these are a lot of Mel Brooks films that I'm quoting. Money to, uh, count to money. Give me it one more time. I am the Count to Money. Demonet, Demonet, Demonet. Also featured a musical number about the Spanish Inquisition. Mel Brooks. Man. Had a part what? one without a part two. Featured Gregory Hines. Gregory Harvey Hines. Corman. Yeah. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Sorry. Right. History of the World Part One. I was going to say History of the I was thinking History of the World Part One, and, but then I, but I couldn't remember. Somehow I wasn't thinking Mel Brooks for that. I don't know why, but I. Sorry, I was thinking that's, that's okay. That's okay. What did he play? Moses well, and and the the French king in that movie, Sean? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and okay. Harvey Corman was the one that went Count de Monet, Count de Monet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh, <laughs> that's Harvey Corman. What a beauty. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Well, I mean, so good. <laughs> well, the good news, the good news is you got two out of four, so you're still allowed at all of the OSIP parties. But <laughs> two out of four. Yeah, sounds like a sounds like a day at second base on Steel Place. Uh, that's probably very true. That's very true. Uh, your only requirement is you're going to have to bring booze to all of the parties for that one. So. Well, if you twist my arm, I guess all right. we all have our, we all have our crosses to bear. I guess that's very so. true. That's very true. And Easter's not even here yet. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're getting off to a great start here. Um, I, I got this. Is obviously the first thing that's that's most recent 
You yep. just got selected. You worked game one of the plate. You had the yeah. final out at first base. What yeah. was working your first World Series like? Uh, it was, you know, it was, I tell people, you know, I've been asked it a lot and I tell people, you know, give, give the same answer that every, everything I had it built up to be in my mind, it blew past that by about a thousand. It wow. was, um, it was just incredible. It was, it was, you know, here, you know, I'm sitting here, we're in January, you know, probably, you know, two months out from it being over. And there's times I'm sitting around and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll flip around the TV, catch a highlight and I'll be like, I just did that. Yeah. Like I just, you know, um, and I love baseball growing up and I watched every world series regardless of, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts. So I grew up a Sox fan, but obviously I wasn't watching the Sox in the world series very often as right. a kid. Um, but I still watched it because I love baseball. And I, I, I remember as a kid watching and, and being fascinated, like, Oh my God, look at, you know, look at the stage. These people are on like the players, the coaches, the umpires, like this is something that, you know, other people do. Right. And then, you know, now I'm coming off and it's like, wait a minute. Like, I just, I just did that. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it's just, it's, it's, it was all very surreal. You know, it, it was, it was, you know, a dream come true, uh, personally, professionally. Um, it was just, it was just incredible. I mean, I wish every, you know, kind of like what I tell people, you know, the moment I felt when they called to tell me I was being hired full time, mm -hmm. similar to, you know, when they called to say, Hey, you're working the series. I wish everybody in the world, at least one time in their life would get that feeling that I had. Cause it's, it's, there's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I can, I can imagine. Did they, did they fly the whole family out for you? The kids get to skip school and whatnot. And they did the kid. Yep. The kid, the kid, it, funny story with that. The kids. Uh, so yeah, they were out with me for the first week. So they, they flew with me to Houston for one and two and then came to Atlanta for three, four, five. And then they went home from there. They didn't go back to Houston with me. So when, you know, after I get the call, Mike Hill calls, tells me I'm working the series. I'm going to have to play in game one, all that. Um, so I obviously, you know, tell my wife, you know, ecstatic, you know, everybody's just elated. And so then her and I start hatching the plan about, okay, well, how do we want to work this? How do you want to travel? How much school do we want the kids to miss? All that. So, you know, we kind of work out the plan of, you know, we're going to, you know, they're going to come meet Houston. They're going to go to Atlanta. And then regardless of what happens, they're flying home the morning of game five. Like that's just how it is. They've already, they'll have already been out of school a full week at that mm -hmm. point. And that's plenty. You know, they're seventh graders. I have twin girls. They're seventh grade. Um, so kids come home from school or not come home, come home from school. It was a Saturday. They, they come back from somewhere. So we sit them down and just kind of lay it on. I'm like, Hey, you know, daddy got, got the world series. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, just they're, they're proud of me. They're elated. And, you know, then we tell them, yeah, we're going to, you know, you're going to come with us and you're going to miss a week of school. And this is what I'm really expecting just them to be over the top excited. Right. And all I get is, Oh, now I got to make up gym. Now, like, now I got to make up my, now I got to make up my homework and my classes. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, am I in the Seinfeld episode? Right here? <laughs> like, this is, you know, I mean, look, when I was 12 years old, you didn't have to work very hard to, to, to give me a reason to miss school for a week. I wouldn't have fought you, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you know, this is a pretty big deal for your dad. Um, you know, some guys will work their whole career and never get any, uh, you know, a, a shot at one of these. So this is kind of a big deal. And, you know, I got a feeling your teachers, once you tell them like where you're going to be, like, they're probably going to be all right with it and think it's pretty cool. And, you know, it, 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 it kind of, it went that way. And, and yeah. eventually obviously they, they got there and got into the whole thing and the ballparks and the whole experience. And they were, they were digging it. But early on, I was like, you know, there was, I was meeting with some resistance that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> 
and, and, and for the record, just so we can throw that school district under the bus, uh, who makes kids make up gym? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's like I said, that was a hard one to, to wrap my head around. Yeah. You know, gym, gym back in my day, it was, you know, I loved going to gym. I'd have done seven periods of gym. We, we all but, would. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Somewhere I got a very conscious, I have twins. So somewhere in there, I got one that's very conscientious, you know, like worried about making up gym class. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it must have come from my wife's side yeah. of the gene pool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, you mentioned, you mentioned Seinfeld. It's like uh, George complaining about the uh, private jet. I can't do first class anymore. I, yeah. I want the Ted Danson plane. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I was like, this is, this is a bizarre world right now. Like, oh my god! Twelve year old yeah. is like worried about missing any part of school. You know, oh, oh. <laughs> if your doorbell rings and it's Feldman from across the hall, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, you know. And what's so ironic too is that Sean is the the George Costanza of my life. So anything that that yeah, exactly he does it so well. He's every story he tells me that everything that goes wrong with him, I just look at him and I go, yeah. why are you the way that you are? You know? so, <laughs> of course, he returns it to me. So sure. it's a mixture of Larry David and George. Castillo. Yeah, it works. yeah, it works for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess the good news is that if you have at least one conscientious daughter who's yes. worried about making that stuff that, like that's that could go somewhere very important later in life it's i think so you know i have you know? to believe that you know yeah. somewhere you know I, I think that's what i have to hang my hat on that that's yeah. Gonna, yeah. you know like someday that someday that level of uh conscientiousness and uh, you know attention to detail is going to lead to something fantastic and i shouldn't yeah. say then you know and look i'm not i don't mean to i'm not a bus drive my other daughter she's wonderful too in her <laughs> own way but you know she took she took much less convincing to miss okay. the week of school than, yeah. than, than the, the one, one that was concerned than the one that was concerned about jim so okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're breaking the story now ladies and gentlemen chris conroy's conscientious daughter will cure cancer but she it was a concern about missing jim in seventh yes grade. so yeah. you know it's no. uh, you know she will never she'll never live it down either. no she, i you know no. i expect that no. story at her wedding yes that'll, uh, that'll be a long after i'm gone that'll be a story passed down to the yeah. generation to the yeah. family so oh, that'll be great that'll be great <laughs> oh, i can't wait um so so I didn't. I, I I knew this fact as well, and I forgot it. And as I was researching for this, I remembered it. You also did the uh, the barnstorming tour over in Japan back did, in 2014. Yep. What was that like? How'd you get that? that was, oh, I, honestly, I just you know there was at some point during that season they just sent an email out to the staff saying this this tour is coming up. Uh, we're going to send. I think it was there were three of us that went. Mm -hmm. um, you know there were three slots and. If you're interested, just submit your name. And really, that's all I did. Really? And then late in the year, next thing I know, I'm getting a call saying I'm going. And it was myself and it was uh, Jerry Lane and Mike Winters. Right. Um, that went. I went solo. Um, I, my, my wife couldn't get away. We couldn't find. The kids were obviously much younger then. We couldn't find somebody to, to go and just thought that trip would be too much for them. So I went solo. They both had their spouses. and But it was an – I mean – I tell anybody that asks me about it, and I'm like, if you have the chance to go on that trip, go. Because it was unbelievable. 13, yeah. 13 days. I think I worked five games. The rest was just, you know, sightseeing. And, um, I mean, it was just a, a beautiful country, an amazing time. You know, it was, you know, first class all the way. And, it, I mean, it was just an unbelievable experience. It sounds almost like a, like an additional spring training. 
It really was. It you was know? like a, you know, like a bookend spring training, you know, yeah. like you start, you know, in March and yeah, you know, kind of, you know, low leverage games and just working off the rust. And then, you know, that year, you know, November, it was, you know, a couple of weeks right before Thanksgiving, uh, I think is when I got home. Um, it was the same kind of thing. It was just, you know, we were just kind of all one traveling band. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, you know, umpires over here, players over here. We we're kind of just all in one, right. You know, one, one group. And, um, it was, it was awesome. I would, I would go back and do that in a heartbeat. Did you, did you get a chance to, to mingle with the MLB players in a way where, you know, maybe you just didn't, you don't get that chance during a normal game and whatnot, talk to oh, them, yeah. build a rapport with them. What was that kind of thing like? It was, uh, yeah. And, you know, it was very different, you mm -hmm. know, um, because we did get to, you know, interact with these guys at a, on a different level than when, you know, we're out on the field and, you know, emotions of the game take over in the heat of the battle kind of thing. So, you know, these were, you know, sitting on, you know, the sitting on the bullet train from Osaka to Tokyo, uh, you know, talking to like, or talking to Eric Kratz, who's got his dad with him and just, yeah. um, you know, just getting to know people and meeting their parents and they're there with their wives and their kids. And you're just kind of, you're just normal people there. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you're doing like something that isn't normal, you know, like not everybody obviously can be a major league ball player or a major league umpire, but you know, like in our world to interact with them that way, it was drastically different than, you know, anything during the season. And it can, and it's, it's certainly there's, 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 there's so much more professionalism, you know, involved in, in the big leagues, you know, even though there are those, those pockets of, you know, everybody kind of loses their head every now and again, yeah. it just kind of happens. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a business-like professional atmosphere, but you know, that trip especially was, was far more different. You know, I think everybody just kind of humanized everybody a little bit more like, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I've got, I've got a mom and a dad, I've got a wife and I've got three kids that are insane and all over the place. And yeah. Wow, I, got this, I got the same thing, you know, yeah. and it's, you know, did your daughter miss Jim too? You know, <laughs> did, your did your daughter uh, complain about making up Jim when you brought her to Japan? You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know? we, we've all been there let me tell you you know sure you know, uh, yeah, you know yeah. these, these problems first world yeah. problems you exactly. know. <laughs> oh man did you did you find um a, a language barrier with with the japanese teams at all like you're working the plate or you're you know you, and you've got a japanese or was it was that kind of a smooth smooth transition no, it was pretty smooth yeah it was pretty, and, and again it's not it, it, it because of the nature of the games it wasn't uh you know like hey hey where's that pitch or what do you, you know yeah. there was none of you know it was just kind of you know, hello, how are you? And then, yeah. all right, let's just kind of go about our work. And, yeah. you know, certainly there's more, more back and forth with, you know, the American players, right. you know, cause there isn't, isn't that barrier, but you know, the Japanese, the Japanese contingent, they were, I mean, incredibly good hosts. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the professional umpires over there a couple of nights, they, they, we got together with them and they took us out and, and so proud of their country. And, uh, it was just, it was a great, it was, I would go, like I said, go back and do it in a second. It yeah. was awesome. Yep. Was that, was that the trip where there were a couple of fields, if I remember watching it, that were all skin in fields and what, and those are considered like major league caliber fields for them over there. I, I believe so. The first game I worked over there, I'm going to, I think I'm going to mangle the pronunciation of the stadium name, but it was, I want to say it's a, it's a very famous stadium in the country. Like it's like Koshian or Kosian stadium it was like mm -hmm. an all dirt infield yeah i think it's like the dirt is like volcanic ash i oh, believe wow. um it was something very unique it wasn't just like garden variety dirt I, right. I i do remember that i think it's a i think it's the like one of the most famous stadiums there where like the high school championships are played there it's a it's a big deal wow i do remember i remember that specifically uh 
And then like the flip side was, I think the Tokyo dome was, I think it was all, might've been all like all turf. turf. Yeah. All turf, except for the, you know, like old school sky dome, like just the cutouts yep. around the bases. Um, but it was just, it was such a unique experience. And we were, you know, we were all over the country. Like you started in, when I flew in, we started in Osaka and then went to Tokyo and in November, weather was, it was like, you know, fallish type weather. And then we went up, uh, we flew up north to Sapporo, where it was basically like the middle of winter. Wow. Um, and then we flew down to Osaka at the end, which was like, you know, very tropical summer type climate. So, you know, you kind of ran the gamut and, and saw different parts of the country. And it was, it was awesome. It's like, it sounds like playing a, uh, like a Mario Brothers video game where you jump from world to world and you're in one, you know, this is a tropical world. This is a snow yeah. world. Yeah. Pretty much. It yeah. was, it was, it was definitely like that. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're breaking news now that, uh, Chris Conroy is a member of the Mario Bl Brothers Plumber uh, Association. And <laughs> I believe that's who is fixing your washer and dryer right now. If that absolutely. Is. Yes. yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nintendo, breaking all kinds of news here. Nintendo, if you would, if you would like to sponsor how you play the game, just just let us know, and we'll, we'll, we'll put a Nintendo ad beforehand. And you have, um, to, quote an 80, you have uh, to be able to quote an 80s comedy. That's yes, the other, uh... yes. You know, not you don't have to do four. Just do no, one. Okay, just one. Yeah, exactly. Come on, let's get the what is this amateur night? Come on. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I I have a question for you. Um, yes. How does Japanese baseball the like the atmosphere differ from American baseball? Is there a very noticeable difference? I, I did notice a big difference. Um, you know, it, it felt I've never, I've never personally experienced like, a, you know, like a kind of a European soccer crowd. Um, you know, obviously they've caught games on TV and I, I know mm -hmm. like the, you know, there's incredible passion in the stands and there's the, you know, there's the music and there's the chanting and there's, you know, and, and that, that was, I noticed that right out of the shoot at that first game, I was, I was discussing at the, at the Kosian stadium. I was like, Oh my God. And, and this was just, you know, these are exhibition games. Mm. Um, but full house, just, you know, like, a you know, European soccer league meets, a you know, NHL hockey crowd meets a MLB playoff crowd <laughs> wow. kind of a thing. And I'm wow. like, I'm like, wow. I'm yeah. like, this is, you know, this isn't i uh, I'm not in a, you know, it's not March 4th in Jupiter, Florida, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> which is not that bad. Let's not, yeah. let's not no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing that at all, yeah. but it's, you know, you know, but it's, you know, you're, it, it's a, it was a tremendous experience and, and vastly different from anything to that point that I had experienced, you know, in my career. So it was great. I feel like March 4th in Jupiter, Florida, the worst part is just, you're going to wake up the next day and go, Oh my God, how many squats did I do yesterday? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> Because I'm dreading that day, and I'm not going to Jupiter, but I'm dreading that day in a couple in a couple months. Yeah, those first those first few steps out of bed in the morning after the yeah. first plate job in four uh, and a half months. It's yep. uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not good. And, they, yeah. and, I, and I always I always joke, you know, walking out on the field before the first spring training game, I'm like, well, boys, this is the best we're going to feel all year. Yeah, because it's 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 downhill from here until oh, we get to yeah. October. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 funny because it's true. Yes. Um, now, yep. now speaking of Japan, I you know you were talking about like the music and whatnot. They have like all those fight songs for each individual player, but it's all it's all so respectful over yes. there. You know, it's it is a different culture where you know rather than like cheering against the enemy, it is you're you're supporting your own guy. Correct. You know, yes. there's the things like you know you, you you tip your cap to the if you accidentally hit a guy. Oh yeah. Um, you don't get up and go to the bathroom while your team is you know at bat. Things no. like that that are that's just it's a completely no, it, different culture. 
it is it's very respectable it's not it's not you know the atmosphere is not you know venomous or you know it's just you feel like you're you're in the middle of like a baseball love fest kind of a thing you know it's Mm. you know i you know every time i would i can remember every time i'd like throw a ball back to the pitcher if he was on the japanese team like he'd remove his hat to receive the ball wow uh uh, you know and it's just a I was like, wow, like that's never happened to me before. I yeah, can assure you. <laughs> Which is um, not, how many times have you said that in your life? You know? Nah, nope, <laughs> okay, nope. okay, good. Nope. <laughs> uh, but good. yeah, it was, it was, a, it, it was, it was such a great experience. And they do, they do have a, uh, it was interesting that I wasn't aware of until I worked the first game and about the fourth inning or fifth inning, they take a, about a, there's about a 10 minute smoke break. Uh-huh. Um, uh, umpires leave the field and they go back and, you know, uh, you know, take a, take a pull off a heater and then, uh, and then back out, they come and we work and everybody's the first game. We're like standing around, like those guys all leave the field. And I forget, I can't remember if it was lane or winters I was with. And we're, we're, we're like standing there at the, at the, you know, the, at the back at the backstop and looking over in the MLB dugout and everybody's kind of like, what, what are we doing? I'm yeah. like, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. You know? yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening right now, but uh, I guess, you know, it's a little, you know, mid-game break, you that's, know? So they, they took the I can't remember sp- if they did a seventh inning stretch or not on top of that, but I, I do vividly remember the about the fourth or fifth inning break there to go have a go have a heater. That's that's so, a that's a Spaceballs thing. It's are we stopped? Yes, we're stopped. Well, why don't we have a five minute break? You know, <laughs> smoke them if you got them. <laughs> uh, it's all full circle here. Um, yes. Now, okay. So as a, another thing is as I'm as I'm prepping for the interview, and I I, yeah. I, I had your Wikipedia page up and. Um, um, first of all, it must be great to know you have your own Wikipedia page. I can't, yeah, my, my, my kids always get some, get a big bang out of that. Yeah. Like they come back and they're like, daddy, so-and-so at school went to your Wikipedia page. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, that's good. What does it say? Because I don't, I don't yeah. look myself up online. Yeah. I kind of I try to make it a rule. <laughs> I think everybody tries to do that. Cause I don't, I don't think most of it is going to be very stuff. I'm going to want to read or right. hear. <laughs> well, the thing that, the thing that got me was as I'm prepping it, I, my girlfriend looks over my shoulder and she, she sees your picture and then sees your birthday and goes, wow, he's 47. He looks 37. Oh, man. So, so whatever you're doing to feet to look this young, what's the secret? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I truly don't know. And it's funny because I've had other people say the same thing to me. I, I, I think I remember one time, this is several years ago. I, I remember working to working a, a plate job with the giants and Posey was catching and just what, it was kind of a downtime. And he's like, how old are you, Chris? And I'm like, I, I you know, I, for, I can't remember how many years back this was, but let's just say let's make it five years ago so yeah. i am yeah, 42 and he's like 42 like and he's kind of like I, I you know same thing like i thought you were you know younger like maybe yeah. like a mid-30s and i was like well you know i appreciate you saying that but that, yeah. that's yeah. still not going to give vogel song that pitch four inches off the outside corner that you no. want you know but no, no. <laughs> let's count to four buster in terms of inches One, two. <laughs> i agree Appreciate the compliment. I, I don't know what I do. I, I, you know, I just, I try to take care of myself, you know, uh, best I can, you know, working out and, you know, try to eat, try to eat. Okay. Right. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't because yeah. there's a lot of great cities I get to go to with a lot of great food towns and like, sorry, I'm not going to Chicago and eat a salad. I'm just not. <laughs> That's also the title of your upcoming autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm not going to Chicago and eating a salad. I love that. I love it. So, so since since you are, you know, in our eyes, 37, not 47. Oh, thank you. Um, you you know, you're obviously in a in a younger generation. So some of these some of these memories are going to be a bit more fresh for you. So I got to ask, how did someone like you get involved in umpiring? What what was the the impetus for that? I remember um, going back to even just my playing days as a kid growing up uh, back to little league and just being, you know, at that age, what's that 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, I was fascinated then by umpires. Like I would, you know, be sitting in the dugout and I was, I was sort of just fascinated by their mechanics. I was fascinated by the equipment. I was fascinated by the, the calls. Um, my best friend growing up, his older brother was like the head umpire for our local little league. So when we, when I'd be over his house playing, like we, you know, we always like were hitting, throwing everything in the backyard. Cause that's what you did as a kid back right. then. Yeah. Um, and I was always goading him like, come on, let me, let, come on, let's break out Vinny. Like his name was his older brother's name was Vinny. He's like, come on, let me give Vinny's equipment. Like, cause back then he had the big, you know, the outside protection. Yeah, the balloon. Yep. And I'm like, come on, let's get, you know, let's break out his equipment. And he's like, you know, he would never let me do it. Like he always, always held firm. Like, no, 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 he'll kill me. Like, well, then I can't, can't do it. So it started then just to, you know, and, you know, I grew up just loving sports and, and wanting to be around it. And, you know, I knew that I was never going to, you know, it wasn't long where I, uh, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be patrolling center field for the, you know, the Red Sox or, you know, like as a player that was, right. you know, I was, I was disabused of that notion at a young age. So, um, you know, how do I, how do I stay around the game? Um, and just officiating, just, I was drawn to it. I sort of, enjoyed the concept of, you know, being in charge, uh, you know, of, uh, you know, keeping the game on the level and keeping it fair and being in the middle of something and, and being responsible for the integrity of it and the order of it. Um, and, you know, I was young enough to give it a shot when I went to umpire school at, I think I was 24 when I went and was single. I was, I mean, my wife, my current, my, my wife, now we were dating then, right. um, but obviously, you know, no, no kids, no, you know, no mortgage, no, you know, you know, sort of real world kind of things that maybe, you know, make you go, eh, you know, yeah. this is yeah. the right time and just went and, uh, you know, fortunate to get in in 2000 and then just kind of just started doing the, the slow climb and kept showing up and they kept bringing me back and kept showing up and, you know, you back next again, thing I know, yeah. I'm looking to my left and I'm looking to my right. And there's a lot of guys that I came up with that weren't there anymore. And right. I'm still plugging along and it just worked out. So yeah, very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. And now you can patrol se uh, center field at Fenway, but it's usually going out on a long fly ball. You know? Oh, well, so, you know, I yeah. mean, I, it, it, it's at, you know, I may be 47, but I, you know, I still run like 37. Yeah, exactly. Now, so I, I can get out of <laughs> the there, triangle, you know, you know? come on. <laughs> you want me to I, catch it for you? Like I'll stand yeah, right next to the yeah, guy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not rocking these new balances for nothing. All right. <laughs> hey, I broke out a new, a fresh pair of new balance today, kid. I can fly around out here. Come on. Feel yeah. good. <laughs> you know how many guys on the Red Sox are not really outfielders who are out there? <laughs> At least one or two. Okay. <laughs> if JD Martinez goes down, Chris Conroy is ready and willing, you know? Yeah, you know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so. What was the minor league experience like? I mean, we've all heard the stories of of the minor leagues, and obviously they're they're not what they once were, but they're obviously still not what what the big leagues are. You know, right. it's it is a grind. It's a it's kind of a grueling experience. What sure. can you, how would you describe that? And and for for someone who, 
you know, who doesn't understand what, what you cats go through just mm-hmm. in that, that climb to get to the top. Yeah. I would, a, a friend of mine that I came up with once described it perfectly and I've never forgotten it. He goes, it's the, it's the greatest experience of my life and I would never want to do it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I buy it. I buy it. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting that it can simultaneously be those, those two things, but it, it really hits the nail on the head. Cause yeah. it's, you know, I, I only look back on it with fondness um, for the, you know, the places I was able to go, the people I was able to meet, the, the different partners I was able to work with. Um, there's so many good people out there um, beyond just umpires, like in these small towns that take an interest in, uh, in us. Yeah. Um, where it's like, Hey, look, you got, you know, cause back then you weren't, you know, now, you know, I'm fortunate enough. I can hop on a plane, bounce home for an off day. Yeah. And that's great, but that that wasn't the case in the minor leagues. You know, you're 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 driving everywhere for one. You're very very far away from home for two, and you have no money for three. Yeah. Um. So not a good combination for yeah. you know kind of bouncing in and out of home. Um. So there's so many people you meet along the way that they're like, yeah, you know, you have an off day, come on over, like hang by the pool, bring your dirty laundry, uh, we'll we'll cook you dinner. You know, I met so many of those people along the way. Um, that just you know, for despite the, you know, the, the difficult conditions, the long drives, the low pay, you know, the hotels that weren't always so great, uh, the ballparks that weren't always so great, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it either. Cause you know, I, I just believe that going through something like that makes me more appreciative of what I have now, mm-hmm. um, by comparison. Um, I always, I always tell people that know me well, I'm like, look, if I ever, get to be one of these sort of grumpy old guys that, you know, starts complaining about, you know, life in the big leagues, like just come up and smack me across the face, right. you know, because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it's never that bad, you yeah. know, like the old, like, you know, a bad day in the big leagues beats a good day in the minor leagues. Yeah, day. that's very true. Um, yeah. You know, that's another, another line that gets thrown around and it, and it's true. It's like, you know, sometimes I'm, I still catch myself looking around, you know, I'm like, look at where I get to, you know, this is my office every day. So, you know, yeah. any big, any big league stadium, you know, yeah. even, some of the older ones that don't have the bells and whistles to the, to the new ones that are just like cathedrals. It's like, man, I'm in the, I'm in the big leagues. Like there's a million people out there that would probably trade places with me in a snap of a finger. Yeah. So, um, but you know, the minor league experience, you know, for me just has made me appreciate this all the more. And, you know, kind of, I try to go out there and, you know, work like I haven't forgotten where I came from, you know, yeah. and that's, uh, that's important to me. Especially I'm assuming, you know, you probably ate a lot of salads in Chicago, coming up well, in the minor leagues, you know, I so. Mean, yeah, I mean, just, just, you know, you can't get a, can't get a good salad in the minor leagues, you know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I couldn't, af- I couldn't afford a salad. In the I was going to say, you, know, you had, you had to go pick the lettuce yourself. <laughs> oh, I mean, there were, you know, I mean, there were, there were, there were some towns you get to the end of the month and the, you know, the per diem is kind of running out and it's like, all right, well, let's, you know, I can remember me and a partner of mine, we time it and go to like Costco or BJ's around lunchtime when they put out the free samples and we just kind of walk around and like, Get the free ah, sam- you know, pick, yeah. a, pick a little bit at the, Hey, free samples. Hey, well, I'll take, <laughs> you know, you know, like, uh, like Rodney and Caddyshack. Give me yeah. six of those. Give me eight of those. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? And it's like, all right, well, this, this'll, this'll get me through till yeah. tomorrow when the, when the new per diem check comes in. I'll, yeah. <laughs> so, I'll have, I'll have enough to get through tonight's plate job. Thanks. That's for right. These, that's these right. Thick, small sausages. <laughs> yep. And, and I, I think like it's, a, it's almost like a family guy thing where you got to keep going up wearing a different disguise every time. <laughs> yes. The guy, the guy's like, sir, you don't need a different disguise every time. You can have as many as yeah. you want. Yeah. I don't care. We're not keeping track have all yeah. you want you know yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Oh, the things they don't teach you in high school, you know? No, so, no. Real, real world, real world experience. Yeah, here, exactly. <laughs> we were too busy making up Jim to, to know about you know, being able to get that stuff. Um, so, so, so one thing we like to do is we, we, we like to, to humanize officials because, mm-hmm. because, you know, the average fan turns on a game on TV and and they just see these bodies on a screen. They see they yep. see they see their team who you know they they automatically think is are their warriors. They you know and they're always yeah. going to succeed. Yeah. You know they, they they see these these faceless umpires who are basically almost like robots. Who to a yeah. certain degree uh, is you know it's it's always like oh they're always out to get us and all, all of those tropes that that continue to get sure. you know really really forced down our throat in society. Yeah. How do how do we begin? From, especially from your standpoint as someone who is active to to humanize these guys i mean is it as simple as just saying hey this chris is an average dude he's got a wife two kids a mortgage a car payment and bills like everybody else yeah yeah i mean i, I think it's it starts there i think um you know that's certainly you know a, a, an option but you know even then i, I think people don't necessarily want to hear that because it's like well i got the same thing you know yeah. like i've got I got kids, I got a mortgage, all that stuff. You know, I get that. I, I, you know, I think things like this where they can hear from us, you know, know, because again, they don't, they don't hear from us. They just see us on the field. They see us make a call that they like or don't like, uh, whether, whether it goes, you know, in favor of or against their team. And then because of that call, you know, people, you know, fairly or not, but it's the way it is. They sort of then extrapolate out that, Oh, not only because I made this bad call, I'm like the scourge of the earth as well. Like right. I'm, I'm an awful human being that, um, you know, shouldn't be alive. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, like for me, the tipping point a number of years ago, I was, I think I, I forget, I, you know, I messed up a call somewhere along the way, made the mistake of doom scrolling Twitter and found myself and somebody commented about the call and they were like, I wish I could go back in time and murder Chris Connery's parents. So he wasn't born. Wow. And I was like, all right. Well, that was, that to me was like my, okay, I'm done with social media. Yeah. You know, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I don't do yeah. Snapchat. I have a Twitter account and I just occasionally scroll for news, but I don't post right. anything. Right. Um, but I, I'm, I don't Google my own name. I don't go look at, you know, some guys love it, you know, Oh man, Hey, look at what so-and-so wrote about, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm good. You know, yeah. I know it's out. I know it's out there. Like I'm not naive enough to think it's not out there, but I don't want to see it either. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so, but again, I think, I think things like this, you know, hearing my voice, yeah, I got like a little personality, like to think I have a decent sense of humor. Yes. Um, I don't take myself very seriously. You know, umpiring is what I do. It's not who I am um, is, you know, I have a job to do. I have a role to play. Um, just like, I'm sure the, you know, like, you know, there might be a player or two out there that I, I might not necessarily love because I've had some bad interactions with them, but you know what, I'm sure they've got, a mother and a father that think they're wonderful and a wife that loves them and kids that love them. And it's not fair of me to judge them off of a small snapshot of their life, you know, when they're in the heat of the moment. So I don't always obviously think that's fair of somebody to do the same thing to me. So, you know, things like this do, I think, you know, the ump's care charity, I think that helps a lot. Um, you know, sort of, you know, giving back to giving back and, and working with kids and younger people. Um, you know, I think those, I think those things, you know, I think that's kind of all, all you can do. And, yeah. and it's like, look, if people are going to think what they think and that's okay. I, I know the people that matter most in my life think I'm a decent guy. And, um, 
you know, that, that matters most to me. Yeah. So no, I get it. I get it. You know. We're going to, we're going to get to the UMPS care charity uh, stuff and the official leadership yeah. program in a second. But I wanted to ask you this to kind of tail off of that, you know, to, to, to continue to humanize you. Um, do you still feel nerves or emotions or anything like that before you step on the field, before you do work a play job? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I you know, I would be, I would be more concerned if I didn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, that, that, that would be probably the moment when I'm like, man, maybe I need to reevaluate whether this is where I, you know, need to be and want to be. But right. yeah, I, I get, I get butterflies before a spring training game, mm-hmm. um, a, a, a game in April, a game in May, game in October, um, game in November. World this year. Series game, um, game one. Yeah. You know, um, it's, I just think it means it matters to you. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing, you know, and, and you, you do the job. Like yep. there's nothing. I mean, I think the biggest fear we all have is going out there and just looking like a fool. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the fear of failure is an unbelievable motivator. And I think that's what, you know, if, if, if you care enough to want to, to do a good job, then you'll feel those nerves yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're, you know, like somebody once said to me, like, you know, it's okay to have butterflies in your stomach. The, the trick is to make sure they fly in formation. Right. And, you yeah. Know, yeah. And uh, that's kind of what I try to do. Cause you know, if, if you're, you know, if you don't have, you know, if your heart's not beating a little faster before a, you know, a game or your, your mouth isn't maybe a little bit dry and uh, you know, like your, your extremities are tingling and you've got a few butterflies floating in your belly. It's like, and I'm, I'd be a little bit worried about you. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's so, true. That's true. But it usually know. kicks kind of into gear when, when, once you start calling balls and strikes and get things going, right? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's always the, you know, it's always the, the anticipation is always the, the worst. And then once, you know, once that first pitch comes down the pipe, you're like, all right, now I'm, now I'm just, I'm focused on doing my job that I've yeah. done, you know, hundreds and thousands of times before this, and you know, they, they, they put you here for a reason. Yeah. You know, you've done it before. You've done it well. And just, you know, get out of your own way and, and go do it. Yeah. You know, so, I hear you. Yeah. Yep. Um, with, with the addition of something like instant replay, does that help calm your nerves to a certain degree? You know, knowing like, you know, because because for me, I'll give you an example. For me, I'm always, you know, concerned. Am I going to kick this whacker anywhere on the bases or something like sure. that? You sure. know, if, if you know, if, if I knew that I had replay to, to help me. You know, because obviously we want to get the call right, but there's also that that ego aspect of it as well oh, to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Uh, how how do you feel about that in terms of you know your human emotions as you as you work yeah. the game? I think it's I think it's both. I mean, I, I think there's there's some comfort and some peace knowing that you know there's very the likelihood of a play being named after me is is remote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I if I make a big enough mistake that can be clearly fixed it's going to be fixed right um so there's there's a comforting feeling in that for sure um however having said that um there is a you know we all take incredible pride in the job and you know we want to be right on the spot um without the benefit of kicking it to new york and having somebody breaking it down on slow-mo um high def um so there, there's, you know, when it, you know, when you go put those headsets on and they come back and say, Hey, we're going to have to overturn this. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the replays on the board and then, you know, you break from the headsets and you're jogging across the infield and, you know, it's it, honestly, it's, there's a humiliation factor there. Yeah. You've just been kind of 
laid bare in front of the whole stadium, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, it's, it, it's not something I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm calling what I see in the moment. Right. And when a team decides to fire off a challenge, then I'm like, you know what? It's in New York's hands. And, you know, I, I've gotten better at over the years of kind of just, you know, some, sometimes we agree with their decisions to come back. And sometimes you're like, mm, you know, yeah. but, yeah. you know, but as time's gone on, I'm like, and, and I've been there, I've been in there myself. And it's like, Hey, look, they're, they're clearly making what they think is the right call. They've got far more angles that they're looking at a, a much better way to look at it. And I, you know, I, I've gotten better at just, you know, Hey, overturned or, confirmed whatever now it's now i gotta forget about it and move on yeah. to my next my next yeah. play you know so does it does it does it help at all to think sometimes on some plays like geez you know you, you really do get blocked out on some of these like really really weird ones and that's where you're like thank god i had replay you know oh, you know this there's, there's nothing in a case book that's going to help me with with this kind of unique thing and that's no. where replay helps me no for sure you know and you're just like i mean thank god it's there because this is legitimately one that there isn't a human being on the planet that would have got this one right because yeah. of just, you know, a, a, just a strange coming together of different factors. And you're like, I, I you know, yeah. I don't want to say I'm out there guessing, but sometimes just, you know, bodies get situated in such a way that you're like, well, I got to make some call. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, sorry, I got blocked out. You know, this guy's diving in front of me. I'm not, I don't have x-ray vision. And, you know, I'm doing the best I can, but yeah. thank God for replay. You know? Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So it's all, you know, all in all, it's, you know, certainly, like I said, it's, it's both. It's, you know, it's, thank goodness it's there and it's a nice safety net to have. But, you know, obviously there's a, you know, there's a pride factor and you get one flipped and you're like, well, like there, yeah. you get that little feeling in your stomach. And it's like, oh man, this doesn't, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can imagine. Um, cause we cause we care. I will say that. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like it, it's, you know, that's, you know, you talk, you mentioned, you made, you said a line earlier about like old sort of stereotypes that need to, to die, like yeah. the whole, well, these guys don't care. That one for me needs to go right on the top of the scrap heap right. because there isn't anybody that cares more than we do and anybody that feels worse when we when we make an incorrect call, even if it gets overturned by replay and it, it ultimately is correct. But just being overturned, like it still, it still eats at you. It eats yeah. at you when you go back to the hotel, you're trying to figure out the whys in the house so it doesn't happen again. So, um, you know, it, 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 it absolutely you know, it, it, it matters to us a lot. <laughs> no, I, yeah. no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, you know, and I don't have replay when I work a, you know, a high right. school game. And there are times when, you know, I'll take a call home with me and just think about it. Like, what did I, what did I do on that play? You know, yeah. where, you know, where am I, where was I blocked out? Yep. Did I screw that? Did I call it too soon? Like it could yep. be any number of those things, but it's, yep. it shows how human we are. Absolutely. You know, Regardless of, it doesn't matter the level you're working. Yeah. I mean, you put the uniform on and go out there. I don't care. Like, you know, coaches pitch, Little League, Babe Ruth, high school, college, professional, doesn't matter. You put the uniform on, you go out there, you care. Yeah. And you want to be you want to be right. And you know, you're and when you're not, it 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 eats all of us. Yeah. It eats us all up. You no, know? I can imagine. Um, without pulling the curtain back too far, uh, can you talk about replay in the sense of, you know, one of the things we talk about in our book when it comes to it is that, you know, you see, you know, if you're watching a game on TV. You know, you're only seeing the feed of of that particular broadcast. Mm -hmm. And in New York, you guys get all feeds. Basically. Yes. You know, and and, and and uh, do you get additional feeds that are not even available to television? Uh, there's a couple like some some different ballparks have like fixed cameras mm -hmm. in different in different spots. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just the 
it's just the accessibility, like the instant accessibility to all the feeds home and away national as well. When you're working, you know, an ESPN or a Fox game or something like that. Um, But then like even a step further, it's the ability to then, you know, they can, they can kind of make, you know, the techs in there, the technology, they can kind of make magic happen with the angles. I mean, they can, you know, if if you're having a, you know, let's just, let's take a play of uh, let's say a team is challenging that a runner tagged up and left early. Right. Um, They can, they can splice the two angles together and sync up the time. So I'm looking at one screen, but on one screen is the, like, let's say the runner at third foot on the bag, the the screen right beside it is the ball coming down in the outfielder's glove. And those two things can be synced up. So I've got like a, a perfect look at that. Now that's not something that's going to come through right away. If you're just watching that on TV, I mean, that would take them maybe, Oh, like two innings later, we have this angle that show, you know, but Mm -hmm. in New York, it's, it, you know, it's, they can put it together almost within seconds. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, they can, they can blow them up. Um, it's just what they can do with all those angles um, is just vastly different than what anybody sees in the ballpark or, you know, at home on your TV. So. Yeah. I, I, I highlight that because, you know, I'm, I'm sure Sean, you probably have, I'm sure every fan has this experience where you see, you know, the replays on TV from the one feed and a color commentator is saying, oh, this is going to be an easy overturn. And right. then it comes back and it it's confirmed or stands yeah. and they're, they're going baloney. Yeah, like they're what, just, what? They're, just in, they're just incredulous. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And and that's yeah. when I open the fifth beer and go, what am I doing with my life? Right. You know, <laughs> so, so I'm not even, I'm just watching a game. I could be doing yeah. anything else, you know? So, yeah. so as a yeah. result, you know, it's almost like we just want to tell, you know, the, 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 the listeners and the, and the people yeah. who will listen that umpires are not just making these calls in no. order to, you know, no. screw somebody. This is right. this is the, the, the best of technology and every available asset at right. their fingertips, and that's how they're making these educated right. decisions. Right. And baseball, I mean, baseball is not a, you know, listen, we're all, like, I'm a huge, I'm a football fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, replaying football, I think, is a little, you know, I'm sure there are some nuances, I'm quite certain, but there's, you know, there's clear, like, okay, feet inbounds, you know, possession of the ball, you know, et cetera, where, you know, it, it, it rarely seems like in a, you know, a football replay that, you know, there's like, there's going to be some camera angle that's going to give you like the shot yeah, that they can, that they can tell one way or the other. And I, and honestly, I feel like because of the way plays develop in baseball around the bag, the way people have to situate themselves, like you could, the most perfect angle in the, in the one where, you know, you'd have a look at it could be like, honestly, I could be standing right in the way. Yeah, you know, in the in the replay making the call, which is that's usually when I know I'm in the right spot. Honestly, right. <laughs> you know, when, when I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm looking at my backside. Yeah, um, and on the other side of me is right where the tag is occurring. So, you know, I I I have nothing to I have nothing to go on. Like this angle, I'm in the way. Yeah, uh, another angle. Um, you know, the the runner sliding his body's between the glove and in in the in the camera angle. Same thing from another side. Like now the now the fielder's in the way. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. There's, there's a number of factors where, you know, and I get it, everybody, you know, is going to kind of see it the way they want to see it. Of course. You know, the way it's going to be, you know, potentially most beneficial to them. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not afraid to overturn each other. Like, I know that's another kind of like thing that gets exploded. Oh, these guys, it's like, you know, it's a, you know, they close ranks and they won't overturn each other. And, you know, a, a, a young guy won't overturn an old guy or, you know, trust me, that's yeah. nonsense. You yeah. know, when you're in the, when you're in there and you've got the angle, 
you're going to overturn the call. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It do, you know, it, it nothing else matters. Yeah. Being right is all that matters. It can be <laughs> it can be Ben May overturning Joe West. It's going to happen. You it know? doesn't matter. So, yeah. and, and 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 Joe West would expect to be overturned. Like yeah. that's the you know it's you know the, you know nobody's going to walk in the room afterwards and call up the replay guy and say what are you looking at? You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's hey when when you're wrong you're wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you got 45 years or four and a half days. You know yeah. it's it's the job is to get the call right. Yeah. Whether you're you know on the field and then okay you can't get it there then you know, New York will take care of it. Yeah. You know, and if nobody can do it either way, then it's not meant to be overturned. Right. <laughs> you know? No, it's very true. It's very true. It's just, that's, you know? that's the nature of the game. There is a human element to it. Mm -hmm. um, what, what else can we do as baseball fans or, or can, you know, can the media do, or even, even major league baseball, perhaps to, to a certain degree to, to, to continue to humanize. Like, is there, in addition to having just these conversations and 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 showing you know the the real person behind the the mask and whatnot, mm -hmm. you know, is there something that the average person can do or that you know the sport can do or whatever to to continue to uh, to, to to promote this this good nature and know that you know you you guys are good dudes and whatnot. Yeah, um, that's an interesting question. I, I you know it, you know where I am, I don't. I don't know an immediate fix doesn't doesn't spring to mind other than mm -hmm. kind of the things we've hit on already. Right. You know, like, you know, certain things like this or, you know, highlighting, you know, off field, you know, charity work. Right. Um, you know, I think I, I think there can be a lot of work done at the youth level. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think at the grassroots, um, again, it kind of, you know, this will eventually will maybe segue into some of the umps care stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the leadership program. But um you know, trying to encourage, uh, you, you know, kids to get into officiating, providing them um, the resources to get into it, but also trying to, you know, educate coaches and, you know, certainly the youth level parents. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, my goodness, you, you know, you see the, you know, see the clips, the video clips out there of, you know, some parent running out onto the court and you know, decking an official. Yeah. Or, you know, hear stories of the, you yeah. know, they chase, they chase me from the, from the field back to my, you know, to my car in the parking lot. And it's like, look, no, nope, that's a really common a, story. This, <laughs> yeah. this is a, right. it, and it's, and it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's awful. Like it's, I mean, what, I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here? Like, you know, yeah. whoever, wherever this official is, they're either volunteering their time or they're getting what 25 bucks to, to, to go do it. And it's like, look, nobody, nobody out here at this level, at the youth level, it's like, there's no scholarships are going to be lost yeah. um, over this particular game. Like, you know, that, that kind of, you know, if we were going to go somewhere, I would, I would, I would want to go there um, and just try to educate people. Look, I, I always think this, and this is true at any level. Yeah. You know, I, I think teams always take on, and you, I'm sure you, you must see it too. Teams take on the personality of their, head coach or manager. Yep. Yep. I, I believe that. Yep. I think, I think that person, whoever that is, whoever he or she is at the, at the, you know, at the top, you know, sort of establishes a tone for what we're going to accept and what we're not going to accept as far as behavior. And mm -hmm. look, I, you know, I see it at my level, you know, managers that kind of just, you know, look, they kind of look, they have a job to do sometimes and come out and argue, but you know, there's guys, you know, they're, they're not over there riding me on every single pitch you know, it's just not how it works. And generally speaking, their teams follow suit and they just kind of 
play the game. They don't yeah. try to umpire the game also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, and I, I just think that whole, that holds serve at every level. And I think, you know, probably drilling down, especially at the youth level, it's like, you know, I think, you know, probably like some coaches think, Oh man, here's my, I'm a, yeah, I'm a coach. Now it's part of my job to scream at an umpire every yeah. chance I get yeah. or, or an official. And it's like, no, well, you know, like, yeah. you know, th- you know, this, uh, you know, I, you know, my first handful of off seasons in the Meyer leagues, I, I was a substitute teacher and I coached boys basketball, my old high school. Um, and I never said a word to those guys. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're, you know, and honestly, like I, and my team sort of just, they went out and played. It's yeah. like, look, Hey, did, did the referee call it a foul? It's like, well, coach, I didn't, I didn't touch him. Did he call it a foul? Yes. Then it's a foul. No. Like, yeah. move on. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like I, I need your mind like here now on the next possession. You know, when you're, right. when you're mad about something that happened, you know, when you're mad about something, you think you got fouled on offense and now you're trying to play defense and you're, and you're mad about what happened. Now I'm not getting everything I need to get from you down here. And now we're playing four against five. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, it's not rocket you know, science. Yeah. Just let it like, let it go and move on. Yeah. Like, they'll, trust me. They're going to be calls that you're going to get <laughs> that you shouldn't. And, and, and the, vice the versa. True, yeah. You know? yeah. So just, Hey, roll with it, move on with it and deal with it. You, I, know? You, know, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's almost, it can be almost as simple as saying, you know, and I don't feel like I'm, I'm, crossing anything here but you know you see on tv a batter or a catcher will will say something to an umpire and we automatically think it's a gripe but in reality it's you know catcher saying hey where'd you have that just want to know where where it's at you know or batter saying that was a strike wasn't it you know or or, 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 was that a strike that i swung at you know something like that where it's basically hey is that the corner is that as as, is that as far out as you're going is that the bottom is that the you know like they're just trying to feel you out and understand it's not a you know it's it's yeah right but but you, but you get that, you know, they, you know, on camera, it's caught, you know, them saying something and then, you know, maybe somebody, you know, an announcer will come over the top and interpret, well, yeah. clearly, uh, you know, hitter X has a problem with Chris Conroy's strikes. Yeah. I was like, well, actually, no, he was just, yeah. you know, he was looking at me and saying, I should have swung at that. Shouldn't I, yeah. you know, <laughs> that, that has happened too, you know, yeah. like, or, Hey, that was right down the middle. Right. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, why your batting average is on the uh, on the interstate there, buddy. Um, but you're not saying yeah. that to him. It's not. No, no. no, but no. It's not. It's not. It's not always what it seems or what yeah. it's it's made out to be. I'll just yeah. say that. <laughs> that's very true. Let's let's talk about the official leadership program in Ump's Care. You know, yeah. we've we've talked to uh, a lot of a lot of other umpires about this. We've got an interview with Amy Rosewater coming up this month as well. Oh, nice. Talking yep. about it. Yep. Um, talk about what you were able to do with the, the official leadership program in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. where, and what was going on there. Right. Uh, I mean, it was great. I, I, you know, basically, you know, the, the real work is obviously being done, you know, by others. I, you know, I, I came in a, kind of a cameo one Monday night after I got back from the series. Um, and there was a group of about you know, maybe like 15 to 20 kids there. Okay. Um, and you know, it's the night's broken up like into sort of, you know, classroom portion. And then and actually the, and the Phillies are great because they're they're allowing the program to use the facilities there. So they're in a conference room and then they give them access to the cages um, to, you know, to kind of work on, you know, mechanics and positioning different things. So, you know, I went down there just to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about my story and, um, you know, becoming an umpire and, uh, you know, fielding some questions and then working with them. Um, you know, a little more hands-on down in the, down in the cage about some, um, you know, setting up calling pitches and, you know, base work, but it it was, it, it was a great experience. They were, they were an awesome group. 
uh, to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, you know, I've, you know, I've given some, some different talks to different, you know, kids groups through the years. And, you know, some of them are, you know, at some point I know, like, I've, I've just kind of lost them and there's kind of like that glossed over look on their yeah. face. And then, you know, then you can kind of really tell like the ones that you just like, you got them and they're yeah. just, you know, hanging on what you're saying. And this group was definitely that. Um, and, you know, the questions they asked were very, you know, they, they clearly pay attention to the game, obviously, you know, the Phillies especially, but know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I would reference some different things in my career and there were people like, you know, like there was some clear recognition, like not even, you know, not involving the Phillies, but just other things that have come up in my career. Right. Um, and, and, and it's just a, you know, it's just, it's important. Like, cause they're, you know, for the reasons we talked about, there's, you know, there's a shortage of officials. Um, and you know, it's like, how, how can we, you know, inspire and encourage kids to get into it? And, and cause it, 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 what I try to tell them too, like the, the things you learn from officiating and they, they travel to whatever, whatever you do in life. And Mm -hmm. that's what I said to them. Like, look, if some of you never go on, go on to umpire a day, that's like, I mean, we'd love you to, but it's okay if you don't. Because the things that you learn here about, like, you know, personal responsibility, integrity, accountability, um, those those travel. Those are, it doesn't matter what you do. It travels, to, you know, teacher, doctor, uh, business owner. I mean, whatever. Like, it's just, um, it, 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 they go wherever, whatever walk of life you choose. Yeah. Um, so I just tried to convey that to them um, and just let them know that, you know, because of this now, like, it, it, it's, you know, they're, they're kind of in, they're in the family. Like if they, if they pursue it, you know, they've got, you know, through Rump's care, they can have access to somebody like myself. Like if they're having that, that tough day or, yeah. you know, I mean, I went out and, and worked this and this didn't go very well. Any advice, you know, it's like, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just trying to give them the skills. It's also, you know, pairing them off if they need it, being mentored by, you know, an actual MLB umpire. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody that like can, they can, they can talk to and who's been there, who who knows the feeling, who knows that like being down on yourself, what that feels like. And also, you know, being, being on cloud nine coming off a field where a game, you know, you nailed it. Um, you know, and the, you know, the other thing I try to say to him, like, Hey, look, you're going to have, if you do this job, no matter the level, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days yep. and that, and, and how you, you know, the key is to not ride the, ride the wave, but try to just kind of maintain, you know, like it's, you know, the old umpire school line, like don't get too high on your good days and too low on your bad ones. Cause yep. you're going to have a lot of them and just, you know, keeping an even keel. Cause you know, it's uh, the next day you can come back and, and all is right in the world or, you know, all is, all is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the umpire equivalent of, you know, momentum's only as far as next day starting pitcher, really. It you is. Know? It really is. It's, 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 you know, it's yeah. Cliche a little bit, but it's just, it's true. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's just a fact. I mean, there's, you know, the, the sheer volume of games, like it gives you that opportunity. It's like, okay, I was lousy tonight, but you know what? Okay. I got to shake it off. And four days later, I get an opportunity to go back and, 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 and do it again. Yeah. Or, you know, the very next night on the bases, like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be better tomorrow. You right. know um, it's, you know, I, thankfully, you know, sometimes like not having that downtime in between is a good thing. Cause it's otherwise you probably just, you know, you just tie yourself up in knots probably, yeah. um, you know, whereas like, okay, I got not tomorrow. I got to go. There's a new game to work, you know, and I gotta, I gotta leave this one behind. Yeah. So. It's not, it's not like the NFL where you got to wait another week before you can step out on the field and, you know, 
I, I would think that something like that's got to be very challenging. You yeah. know, like you, you know, you go out there on a Sunday and maybe you have something that doesn't quite go right. Now you got just all week to, to chew on it and read about it and hear about it. And it's like, I'd be like, man, get me out there again. So I can yeah. try to f- fix this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Have, have you been able to do any of the other things with UMPS care, like the, the visits to the, the children's hospitals? Yeah. And what, yeah. What's that experience like? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I lo- like, I, you know, all my life, I've, I, I don't think, you know, we all have like unique things to us that are near and dear. Um, I think we can all get behind um, having a positive impact in a kid's life. Mm-hmm. I think all of us, regardless. Um, and it's been a focus of mine, like my whole life. I've loved working with young people. Um high school, college, first couple jobs out of college before I umpired really were focused on working with younger people. And, uh, those experiences at the, at the ballpark with the kids, you know, bringing them into our dressing room, taking them on the field, taking them in the dugouts, um, giving them that experience. Um, you know, that the, the scholarship program that UMPS care does for, for kids adopted later in life. Um, and then the, the hospital visit, that, you know, the, the hospital visit is just, it's a special thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're walking into, you're walking into rooms where, you know, kids are, kids are sick, um, and families are hurting bad. Um, and again, you walk in there and it's like, look, I'm just an umpire. Like I'm not, I don't, yeah. I don't consider myself any, look, I, okay. I, yeah. I go in with my, you know, you know, an umps care thing on and you know, we tell them we're MLB umpires, but you know, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a superstar player. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a guy that wants to give you five minutes to take your mind off of what you're going through and, yeah. and let your son or daughter, you know, pick out this bear and dress this bear and we can have a couple laughs. And, um, the families are, they're so appreciative. Um, they, it, it's, it's amazing. I, they, they almost end up making me feel better than I think probably I make them feel better. Really? Um, just the, the grace and the humanity that they have, in the face of as a father, I can't even fathom. Um, yeah. uh, and it's just, uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's a pretty special thing. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a special experience. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you ever have a chance to, 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 to catch on and, and go do one, I would, I would recommend doing it. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was telling, I was, I was telling someone, that, you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as these restrictions are over and whatnot, yep. it's, it's all, you know, full steam ahead, you know, whether yep. that's, whether that's get to a golf outing or get to a yep. children's hospital. Yep. And, yep. um, you know, it's, it's such a, it's so well, I mean, the, 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 the people that run the charity, like the professional staff, they're amazing. Yeah. They are awesome. Like the Jens and Amy, like they are, they're so good. Oh like yeah. They're so good at what they do. And I mean, they, 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 they put it all on a tee for us and we just, and we have to just come in and, and I know we, we get a lot of the accolades, but they're like the real heroes. They are, oh, yeah. they are unbelievable. The work they do. It's, it's amazing. They, amazing. they are, they are amazing women and, yep. and we can't, you know, we can't, uh, shout their graces enough. Nope. You know, that nope. I, I, I can't, I just can't imagine doing, you know, I, I have a hard time even fathoming the idea of, you know, I know I got to work the plate tonight, but I also got to go to, uh, a, a children's hospital in the afternoon. Like right. that, that must be, you know, you, you, you need a, a, a stiff drink after that one, you know? It, it, I mean, there's, there are some rooms where, you know what there, yeah, there are definitely some times where, you know, you're, you're exposed to some things where it, it, it takes you back and, yeah. you know, you, you walk out of a room and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not ready to go to the next room just yet. Like I need yeah. to, like, I, I just need a, a moment and they're, and they're very 
forthright about that at the beginning. They said anytime you anytime you need like a you know a, a little bit of a tag out just to you know pull yourself back together, go ahead and take it. Yeah. And, it and it's and it's true because you know you're you're just you know look some kids some of those kids are never coming out of that hospital yeah. that you go to. They're just not. Um, and it's 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 awful. Um, and it it, it tears you up. Um, but it, it it's the, the the smiles you get from them um and the and and how appreciative the parents are that you know for five or ten minutes they weren't you know thinking about what they're going through you know that's um uh but yeah it's you know when but at the same time it's like you know what and then you know you talked about okay now tonight i gotta go work a game it's like you kind of go out there and you're like you know there's a lot there's a lot bigger things going on in life than you know i know we can get tunnel vision and think, you know, get wrapped up in ourselves a little bit and our own little worlds. And, but on a, on a day like that, you're like, man, there's a, there's a lot bigger picture to see here. Yeah. No, <laughs> you no you're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's, you, I, I don't think I'm being, you know, out there when I say that that's, that's kind of being a major league hero, you know, that's, you know, to, to do something like that is, and, and to, you know, to, to kind of feed off of the idea of saying, I know I'm not a major league superstar and this, that, the other, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, but, but that's what superstars do is they, they, they don't go into it with that entourage. They just know right. that that's the right thing to do. Right. And, right. and which, which I think speaks to the character of, of, of sports officials in that mm-hmm. it's not about who wins and loses. It's, did I, did I uphold the integrity of the game? Did I right. do the best job? Did I do what, what was right? Right. You know, well, that, well, that's how, I mean, that's how, you know, it's the old, Hey, um, you know, the old line about, look, if I, if I did a good job, people probably didn't know I was even there. Exactly. You know? And, and it's, it's the same kind of thing. We don't, we don't do this to be, to be recognized. It kind of fits with the ethos of umpiring. Um, yeah. It's like, look, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not here to like, uh, you know, get a, you know, have a, you know, be on the news or whatever. It's like, I'm here because this, this is near and dear to my heart. And yeah. it, it's, it's important for me. It doesn't, doesn't matter how many, doesn't matter if anybody outside this room knows I was here or not. That's not the point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that, and that kind of is, you know, like, you know, what you would consider also good umpiring. It's like, yeah. look, I'm, I'm not here. I'm here to do a, I'm here to do a hard job and I'm here to do it as best I can. And I'm here to make sure this games, you know, played fairly for both teams. And then when I leave, if people didn't know I was hardly there, that's fine. I don't yeah. need somebody patting me on the back. I mean, the guys I work with, that's, you know, the three other guys, when I walk off the field, we get in the room when they said did a good job, that's what matters most to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, you know, none of us need the, the adulation elsewhere. Cause it's, it's all anywhere else. It's going to be a little probably slanted depending on what, you know, which way somebody's looking at it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, that's true. That's very true. It's, it's, it's so ironic because that, you know, especially with, with things like sportsmanship and charity and whatnot, you need a certain level of publicity to keep pushing the movement, but it's yeah. not about publicity mm-hmm. for, Hey, look what I can do. Look what I did, yeah. you know, for yeah. ego it's, you know, it, and it's very tough to draw that line. And I think that's the right. same thing in umpiring is as you're yes. trying to attract umpires, as you're trying to plant yeah. these seeds in the young minds and right. whatnot, you do, you have to, you know, highlight that good stuff. Like you're like, you're, you know, putting a resume in front of them or you're bragging a little right. bit, but it's not a brag about, you know, I'm better than you or look what I've done. It's right. you can do this too. I believe yep. in you. It's things like that. And, and I agree. That's a, that's a tough battle. 
It is, but I think that's a good way to put it. Like, and that's kind of what I, I think, I think of Ump's care as, as a, as a movement versus, yeah. you know, about any one or two or however many number of particular umpires, right. you know, like it's just whomever of us happened to be fortunate enough to occupy the room at that time and, and, and be major league umpires. I, I just think that's, this is our charity and that's what, and, and, and work for it. Um, you know, doing work for it comes along with, um, you know, all the good fortunes I've had to, to, to be a major league umpire and, yeah. you know, shame on me if I'm not giving back. Yeah, yeah so, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have to make you have a salad in Chicago if you, you know, <laughs> if you if you don't give back. That's just wrong. Um, I think. Yeah, no. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a shirt with that written on it somewhere. You know, it might be a white shirt and sharpie, but it's gonna get done. You should contact like the Super Seventy Sports guy. You know, yeah, exactly. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend too much time on Twitter, but for this, it's so worth it. You know. That seems like right up his alley. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. He's got nothing else to do, right? <laughs> Final yeah, one for me. How's your golf game? My golf game is non-existent at the moment. Really? Because it's, it's cold? I haven't picked up a club in, uh, I'm going to hazard a guess and say two and a half years. Really? You know, I, 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 tore, my, I tore my rotator cuff in late in the season in 2019. Okay. Um, and like prior to that, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a guy who plays during the season. I'm just right. had some back stuff over the years and I just don't mess around with it all that much. Um, and I think, you know, prior to tearing the rotator cuff, I, it might even be longer. It'd been maybe like a year since I played. And I, okay. and if I do, I play maybe a handful of rounds in the fall when the season's over, I'll play at the ump's care right. event, but I haven't picked up a club since I, I tore the rotator cuff. Really? I was, yeah, I was, I was going to play. Um, they pushed back our, they pushed back our retreat a few weeks um and now i can't i can't get out there for the the golf tournament i was going to play which was going to be the first time in a while so i was sort of half curious to see how my what kind of shape my golf swing was in but right. uh you know back in the day I, I played a decent amount i could you know i could hack it around pretty good but uh it's it's uh I, it's been so long i can't even really tell you what kind of shape it's in. <laughs> <laughs> well then that just sounds like you're perfect for us so <laughs> But you know what? Like that's the kind that's the kind of setup that when I go out there yeah. the first time in like three years, I'll shoot like probably an eighty-four, right? And be like, oh wow, this isn't too bad. And then I'll and then I'll make the mistake of going out like the next day, and then that's when I fire like one hundred and eighteen. It's like my first play job in spring training. Like the first one, I'm like so focused. Okay, slow your timing down, and you're like, oh wow, this went pretty well. And then like you know. The, the second one is like my, my, I feel like an unfolded lawn chair out there, you know, yeah. like it's just a, <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, this is not going very well. You're, you're all in and <laughs> you are really, you're really harping on that start perfect and improve thing. How do you go up from hundred percent? You know? Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I say on the, on the course, oh man, I'm terrible. And then your, your first drive is, you know, 250 yards down the center of the fairway yeah. and the, whoever you're lo- playing with is looking at you like, Am really? I getting punked right now? Yeah, you know? right. So, yeah, really. so don't yeah. worry, I'll suck. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. Just, just wait for the approach shot. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, plus the clock is right twice a day too. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sean, you made me drop the microphone on that line. I really appreciate it. Don't worry, I'll suck. That's, that's great. You, you get that T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Trust me, it's coming. Don't worry. Yeah. Yep. There's plenty of it in there. <laughs> oh man, which is which is which is another mantra of my uh, of my entire life. Whether no matter my my career, just trust me, it's there. Just just wait. You know. <laughs> so, so. Uh, Sean, do you have anything else to add now that I've really you know gone off the rails here at all? Well, I, no, I just want to play golf. Okay. <laughs> what do we well, play? You know, yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's let's go. You know, we're you know we're we're both trying to get out as much as we can. So whenever you're home and your rotator cuff feels like it wants to do something you know are you uh are, are you like a golf you know because i'm still amazed like you know relative newcomer to the to this area like that you can you know kind of still get rounds of golf in this time of year weather permitting like i'll, I'll drive by a golf course and and see people out there and i'm like oh my god what are they doing out there you I, know but I, are you are you one of those guys are you that I, hardcore I, you... i'm not that hard i didn't start playing golf until the pandemic because i had to do something yeah. And and Sean got me roped into it. And now I'm going out by myself without Sean because he has these things called a job and whatnot. And you know, the, the I'm, I'm, exactly. How dare I? I'm, you know. I'm over here wondering, did I go to Wendy's twice yesterday? Yeah, I did. Wow, okay. Um those now we, crispy fries. You know, oh, you get a free one if they're not. Come on. My, my kids love them. It's, it's not rocket science, people. Like, shouldn't they all be hot and crispy all yeah. the time? Like, what are we uh... Burger King, what are you doing? You know, she's a man. Um, we had those 60 degree days in, in December this year. Yeah. So, yeah. so I went out on those days just to, cause I had to do something, you know, yeah. and, and that's also how I convince myself to exercise sometimes when it's not, yeah. when it's not baseball season and yeah. you're, you yeah. know, if you're not working a plate job when it's 90 degrees out and you're sweating everything from the last two right. weeks off, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, walking 18 holes on a course, that's not very hilly is, is a good way to, to try and get that happening so well, it's a funny too like the weather around here is so funny because i can remember you know like uh, uh al porter and i play we'll play golf in the off season handful of times and there right. was one year it was it was january this might have been the last time i played it was january and we played golf on a like a, a wednesday afternoon and literally i was dressed as if it was the summer right i had i had a, a just a short sleeve polo shirt and shorts on yep and the next the next day it was, I think we got like half a foot of snow yeah, or something. No, um, that happened. It was, I was just like, this is, this is yeah. crazy. <laughs> like no, literally yeah. yesterday I was in, I was in a polo shirt and shorts playing golf and here now I'm, you know, shoveling my driveway three times the next yeah, day. You, you, know? are, you are preaching to the choir for people who have lived here all our lives. We don't, I don't get it either. And, and, and I've been here, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I can't tell you how many times I think I've, I've actually said the following thing. Why am I not wearing shorts here on Christmas Eve? Like it doesn't right. make any stupid sense. Like we're not in Florida, right? You know, it's one right. thing if you're in spring training and you're like, oh my god, it's February and I'm wearing shorts. Well, you're in Florida, of course. Yes. You know, it's not yep. you're not in New Jersey doing that. That's right. Well, this is That's why you right. get black golf balls for the snow. Oh, <laughs> duh. Where have we? Um, been? <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just Sitting stop working. Trebek. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that's that's. Oh man, God rest God rest their souls, Alex Trebek and Sean Connery. But yeah, we are sitting on a gold mine. Uh, There's a lot of ways you could take that. Oh, you have no idea, Chris. You forget that although my night job is as a high school umpire, my day job is as a jazz musician. So not only am I very unemployed, but my sense of humor is, uh, I guess Cosmo Kramer would call it. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's out there um you know there's, there's nothing like there's nothing like thinking to yourself am i gonna have to apologize later for what i just said you know that's 
That's am, I gonna, f- am I going to cringe later when I hear this? I don't, yeah. worry, I don't edit anything out, so that's, oh, that's, because that's yeah. more work for me. Yeah, that's like that's like when I send Sean an email. He says, "I'm sorry, it was too long. I didn't read it. It's, it's it was two paragraphs." TLDR. Yeah. TLDR. No, we can't too do long. it. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever get that from the from the home office? Like they'll send you an email and it's like a little long. You're like I can't be bothered with this now. It's two two sentences. You know? No, no? never. <laughs> 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 oh man uh, i i know nothing i see yeah. nothing. <laughs> oh man it's, and, and what's 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 really weird is um i'm sure you know the name uh pat courtney oh yeah you know, yeah pat pat lives in my town and yep. and his daughters uh my, my mom taught his daughters and whatnot so there's always okay. a part of me where i'm like you know, do I do I say something like that and and then just wait for all of this to come back to me and whatnot? And uh, or, or or in in your case, I'll just say, I will not tell Pat that that you were on the show. But I, <laughs> I I'll just I'll just tell Pat. You know, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack, no, I ran into anybody on lately? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no uh, yeah. January slow month. Yeah, know? yeah. Just like just like every business I have, it's a very slow month. We're worried about <laughs> a, when we wear shorts. You know, it's, you know. Oh man. Uh, so well, the 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 standing invitation for your rotator cuff to play golf is always. I'm way in. I'm looking. I'm so, looking to play. I'm way in on that. So, so. you you let us know. Yeah. Uh, sh- even if Sean is working, you know, I guarantee you, I won't be. So um, <laughs> I'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're, you're a ready made partner. You're just you just need a a text or a call and you're in like just my, my biggest problem is, uh i sleep late that's my biggest problem you know so, so early I, morning tea time is not your thing I, I, I don't know the meaning of such a thing you know <laughs> my assigner will say i can hey. go in the morning because i yeah. work in the afternoon so if you want to so. play if you want to you have one of those jobs holes. right those yeah. things like yeah. you know <laughs> he's got to work in the afternoon he, if my assigner tries to give me an 11 a.m game on a saturday i'll just look at you and go like what, what is wrong with you you know that's what i'm waking up you know I mean, remember those? I can remember those, like in the minor leagues, all those like camp specials. Oh you know, yeah, get that. I remember the like the earliest. I remember Double A in Akron. We played three straight games at nine a.m. Oh Jesus, that was the earliest ever. I mean, I, there were there were a lot of other ones that would do like eleven, right? But then I can remember back in oh, I think it was oh five. You have nine, three straight nine a.m. starts. Was that was when like, they were the? Was that when they were the arrows or the rubber? Yes, guns? the arrows. No, they were the okay. arrows. Yeah, they were right. a Cleveland affiliate. Yep, I um, remember them. I mean, the, I mean, the flip side is, you know, you get a quick game. It's like, you know, it's not even lunchtime and you're done for the day. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah exactly. But, but, the, but up to that point, you're like, Ooh, man, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. But <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you are preaching that I am always, I'm, and I use the excuse of, well, I'm not giving my all to the kids if I'm out there at that point. And they're looking at me like, you just don't want to get up in the morning. I didn't say that. I didn't I, say that. I, I went you with said the, that. I exactly. Didn't, that. didn't you recognize your own voice? You know. <laughs> so, so the moral of the story is, as long as the sun is up, yeah. You know, afternoon for me, morning for Sean, and and well, beer. So the real moral of the story is, watch all the Mel Brooks movies you can get your hands on. Yes. And right. let's go. Let's go play golf. <laughs> Chris, you, I am, I am. Left. I mean, we boiled this whole thing down to basically 
what that's, a sentence or two yeah. right there like that. i am nominating i am nominating and elevating you up to the position of our lord and savior for, for what for what you have done today so uh i will i will make sure we get the new testament of chris conroy uh published hey with amazon you can and publish since, anything so. and since i'm god i'll approve it that's another thing sean tells me all the time he's god so nope. so well if, if we got his seal of approval then we're good oh, exactly yeah. yeah 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 so now now you know when when you say oh my god you'll be saying oh my dad basically <laughs> um john says oh my me and i'm like oh, what is this soul fashion? Oh, me. You know? yeah <laughs> oh me yeah. holy well, me holy <laughs> holy mother of me uh, how, how have we not canceled ourselves? You know, know. <laughs> uh, Chris, I can't thank you enough. You know, there's an old oh, saying that where they say, you. you know, don't meet your your idols and your heroes. Those people can kiss my ass because this was great. So, <laughs> well, um, I, I'm I'm thrilled to be here. This was this was a genuine blast. I enjoyed this immensely. Um, thanks for having me on. I'll come back anytime. So. Oh, you got it. You got it. We will certainly be be talking to you. Um, yeah. Have a have a fantastic rest of your off season. I, I you're, will. You're heading out to uh, Arizona for the meetings sometime. I will. They they, yeah. they were they were they were supposed to come up. Uh, we were we we're going to do the 26th to the 28th. They mm -hmm. backed it up a little bit with the you know kind of Omicron yeah a little bit. Yeah. But um, I think they're still thinking that um, things will calm down and we'll get together in person. So so we'll see. Um, okay. If not you know go the virtual route. We did it last year, but right. you know we'll, we'll see. Hopefully we you know it's always better to be in person. Obviously. Oh absolutely you know? absolutely. So it's. Uh, Fingers crossed for that. So. Well, well, I hope you have a good trip if you make it out there, and you. and um, you know look forward to watching on some of those uh, spring training games between uh, Mets Fair and much. Cardinals that they're always doing because they're you know those five teams on that decide like why would we travel? This is just stupid, <laughs> you know. It's a great little spot. And it, you know, <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to convince him to go to Fort Myers because that's where I always go for spring training, but he yeah. has, he's having none of it. So nah, you should you should come over and try I, a little. Spot I, prob I probably will. Coast. So the gem the gem yeah. over there. As soon again. <laughs> These restrictions are gone. It's a good thing I have no job. I will just that's head right. over and it's like spend someone else's money. So that's right. There you go. <laughs> so, Chris, again, thank you. Really appreciate it. Yep. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking soon. Sean, thank you yep. as always. Appreciate yep. it. Of course. Um, as always, everybody, osifoundation.org, podcast at osifoundation.org, uh, uh, facebook.com slash osifoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osifoundation, hashtag how you play the game, select episodes on YouTube. Bonfire has our apparel store and Amazon has our book in hardback, paperback, and Kindle copies. So until we speak to you in just a few short weeks, everybody, take care and treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.